I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. The Mark Cox Morning Show is brought to you by Thomas Helbig and Bob Kershaw with the Retirement Advisory Group, retirementkey.com. The Mark Cox Morning Show. Listen to both sides. The bottom line is, I respect that we don't agree. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show. Just to find a voice. Who is this guy? He's saying what we've been saying forever. I don't know how to put this. Mark Cox. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, it adds excitement, doesn't it, Fox? In for Mark Cox this morning. How you doing? Mark and crew return tomorrow. Uh, Ethan is here, my ace producer. We do a Sunday night show, night 7 to 9 p.m. every Sunday night. And we did that last night. We're back this morning for Mark. Now, last night on my show, had a great chat with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. They were just down on the border last week. We know it's a disaster down there, but it's been a while since I've been down there personally. Ira was just there Here's that conversation that we ran last night on my show. Ira Melman's here from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. They were just down there on the border last week, and I wanted to get him on to kind of get his firsthand account. How are you, Ira? Hey, good evening. Good to be back. Good to have you. Yeah, good to, good. Glad you got back safe. So which part of the border were you guys on? We were in the Del Rio and Eagle Pass area, which was Ooh, some of the heaviest traffic. Yeah, yeah that, that's where the action was. We like to go where the action is. Uh, or, or where the action was. Uh, you know, what we saw was the fact that what Governor Abbott is doing in Texas is already having an impact. It has reduced the traffic coming across the Rio Grande. Uh, it, it's just moved it now to Arizona and California. Uh, the cartels are just going to take the path of least resistance, and they're moving through California because, you know, Governor G- Gavin Newsom isn't about to do anything to stop it. So, uh, you know, Texas is the beneficiary, but they have sustained three years now of just relentless illegal migration. It's taking a toll. It has taken a toll on those communities. Uh, But the good news is that Governor Abbott has demonstrated that if you show some resolve, uh, this doesn't have to be an insurmountable problem. Absolutely. We're speaking with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's interesting, too, because you guys have said for a long time and others that you you know have you guys talk to and, and visit with uh, various leaders in various states say, listen, we're all border states now. All of us are border states. And you look at this. This is a story out of Denver the other day about how they're talking about cutting services and talking about how medical services and things like that are going to be cut for citizens because of the influx of illegals. 
That's correct. And Denver is certainly not the first city to do this. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams in New York City has said it's going to be across the board cuts. Uh, You know, I I saw an amazing thing uh, by a Queens councilwoman, uh, New York City councilwoman. Uh, She said that New York City is now spending more on the migrants than they are spending on the police department, fire department and sanitation department combined. Uh, it's astounding how much these local governments are having to shell out. Now, of course, Denver and New York City and many of these other places are self-declared sanctuary jurisdictions. Uh, They're asking for it. Uh, But, you know, none of this would be happening if the federal government was doing its job and controlling that border. And they, they continue to refuse to do it in spite of the fact that it is creating unbearable burdens on a lot of jurisdictions around the country. Yeah, we're speaking with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. So when you go down there and you look on the Rio Grande, what are you seeing? They had they made them take the razor wire out of the water, right? I mean, what, what does it look like there? What are we seeing? Well, well no, that they they haven't. They, they won. Uh, the Supreme Court said that, that the federal government could. Uh, you know, and aside from that, one or two incidences where the uh, federal government actually came in and did it. Uh, for the most part, they've left it alone. We, we spoke to people in the Texas National Guard and the Texas military uh, department. You know, they have sort of taken control of Shelby Park, in, for instance, in Eagle Pass, which was a big crossing point. Uh, the state has put these shipping containers and put on top of them the razor wire, and it's untouched. The, the folks in those departments are telling us uh, – the Border Patrol doesn't want to remove it. These are people who live in those areas. They have families. They're raising their families in those communities. They want those communities secured. And they're telling them that unless you know Washington comes down really, really hard, they're not going to do that. And the other thing is that the Supreme Court said that the federal government, if they want, can cut the razor wire. They didn't say that Texas can't be right behind them and put it back up. <laughs> We're speaking with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Just want to go off to Egypt just for a second here, okay? Because in, I'm sure you've seen this story. In Egypt, yep. they're so concerned about what's happening with the war. They don't want the people from Rafah coming through their borders. So they mowed down, what, a two-mile swath of land, and they're building a huge wall. So it can be done, Ira. Even in Egypt, they can do this, right? It, it can be done, and it can be done very, very quickly when you're motivated. And, and by the way, while the Egyptians are doing that, uh, President Biden is giving deferred extended departure uh, to Palestinians in this country. We, we, you know, Hamas isn't going to tell us if these people have criminal records or if they have uh, associations with terror groups. So, we're, again, we're just kind of rolling the dice here. The Egyptians who live right across the border are saying, no, you know, this is not for us. Uh, And yet we have our own government doing it. And and by the way, speaking of building walls, Governor Abbott is building a wall. We, We saw a wall being built, and it's being built by the state of Texas. Now, here's my question, Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. You know, the Rio Grande is very important for cattle and wildlife and, and all agriculture in general, all those kinds of – I mean, you can't cut Texas off from the Rio Grande. I mean, how does that whole thing work? Well, you know, the Rio Grande is still flowing there. It's just you don't have the people coming across uh, in as large numbers. You know, we did go out along the border at night. And we saw you know, the first night that we were there, we saw the Border Patrol – pulling people out of the the underbrush and loading them into a, a bus, presumably to be processed and released into the United States. But the, the numbers are much, much smaller than they were just a few weeks ago 
based on the fact that Texas has put those shipping containers at certain key points. They put the razor wire. Uh, and, you know, even before Texas's law saying that if you're, you can be charged with trespassing if you come into the state illegally, even before that has taken effect, the psychological effect has just driven the traffic elsewhere. It's now Arizona and California's problem. And, and of course, they have airports there, too, and they're going to get on planes and go wherever they want to go. But, you know, the, Governor Abbott's responsibility is to do what's best for the state of Texas. And he has demonstrated that you actually can do it if you are willing to, as I said, show the result. Right. We're speaking with Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Something that's very concerning to a lot of people is the fact that most of these folks coming in now are not women and children. They are military-aged men. And now we're seeing more and more people coming over from China. I mean, as a man, you're not allowed to just leave China because you feel like it, right? Talk to me about what you're seeing there. Right. Uh, You know, we've seen upticks in in Chinese illegal immigration, uh, Venezuela uh, which is also a hostile regime there, that uh, they are sending large numbers of people, and particularly the Chinese. You know, we know the Chinese are engaged in all sorts of espionage, military, uh, industrial espionage. The people who are coming out, they've got families back in China. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party has leverage over them. So even if they're not necessarily coming here to act on behalf of the Chinese government, they could very well be pressed into action based on threats to their family members back home. So, right. again, th- th- this goes on. The administration continues to ignore it. You have the FBI director saying he hears, you know, he sees flashing red lights wherever he goes, uh, and nobody's doing anything about it except for, right. you know, the, the governors of states. Get more at 971talk.com. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 